Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Maroon and Bold. I'm here with my assistant sports editor, Greg Wycliffe, and my senior football beat writer, Austin Deneen. I'm sports editor, Andrew Serma. It's Western weekend. Hashtag beat Western, right, boys? That's right. That's right. Okay. Yep. Um, I'll sign out before we get into Western. I want to just congratulate Greg Wycliffe and the rest of our CM Life staff, um, the multimedia side, and a couple other reporters on an excellent cover spread today in uh, today's edition of CM Life, the Monday, September 26th edition. It's about two CMU baseball players, Colton Bradley and Michael Bertel, and the experience that they had of uh, the death of a family member over the offseason. Greg, really quickly, can I just take us into writing that story and, and really what, what that did to you? You seem to relate to it. Uh, yeah, um, say uh, 2009, my grandma passed away unexpectedly, um, so I could kind of relate to uh, what happened with Colton and uh, Michael's families. Colton lost his mom uh, over the summer, and then two months later, Michael lost his sister, and uh, the story is just about how those two were able to confide, confide in uh, each other to uh, kind of try to move past that situation that uh, that plagued their family, so um I thought it was really rewarding to be able to tell their story in a way that uh, they could appreciate it. So, yeah, I, I think uh, um, I think we did it. You know, that's what CM Life Sports is all about: is telling the story of the CMU athletes here on campus. So we really appreciate those two sharing that story with us and allowing others to learn from it and take from it. Um, really t- has tells about teammates, tells about friendship um, and overcoming severe loss. I mean, it was a very severe loss for both of, of those young men. But um, made me cry reading it. Yeah, I, I would recommend checking it out. It's in the print edition. It's online at cm-life.com, and it's also on our Facebook page. There's a story written by Greg Wycliffe, and there's the video part of it as well. Really well done. And um, again, it's it's a very heart. It's a very tough story to, to describe. It's a beautiful story. At the same time, it's the one you wish you never had to tell uh, to begin with. But let's let's move on now. Let's let's take a look at a. Uh, Western Michigan football versus your Central Michigan Chippewas. Guys, it's going to be a tough one for CMU. Um, CMU's coming off of their loss at Virginia. Um, some might even call it an unexpected loss at Virginia. I think a lot of people were chalking up that Virginia game as a win, but forgot that they're going to play an ACC opponent at their stadium. What would you take on that game? Uh, I definitely thought that I didn't see the game turning out the way it did, but I did pick Virginia to win that game, just because um, 0-3, you're at you're at home, non-conference, final non-conference game to get a win. They're, they're, the rest of their schedule is really tough, so I I figured that Virginia would come out playing like, hey, we got to get this win. If we're gonna get a win, this is the one that we need to get. Um, CMU came out a little slow. Not sure if they were looking past him, even though Coach Bonamigo said that they weren't. But uh, right. kind of looked like they were in the beginning there. So uh, it kind of came back to bite them in the end. But uh, That was probably the worst I've seen CMU uh, come out all season long, to be honest with you. I mean, they looked, they looked bad. They looked very bad. In that first quarter especially, the offense looked awful. The defense looked like it was head was spinning. But to Virginia's credit, I do think that Virginia came out playing more motivated than they did in those first three games. They looked like one of the uh, the top teams in, in the ACC, or at least in their league in the ACC, um, for that first quarter. Uh, they looked they looked stellar. They looked fast. They looked athletic. They looked big. They outplayed CMU, and it was very obvious, I thought. Um, 
Austin, you you're, you were kind of disgusted. Just came out so flat. Just yeah. just a, a poor effort, really. I mean, it looked like the offense was lost. Defense was just looked just totally confused without Tony and East back right. there. Just they they made their quarterback have a, a school record passing day, and yeah. they were coming in as a top twenty defense in the country. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Tony and East. I think that's kind of uh, one of the big storylines heading into this Western weekend is the injuries on this team. Tony and East out last last week. Uh, Derek Edwards injured last week. We don't know his status just yet. Jesse Kroll um, he had a, a non-contact knee injury. It, tall tale signs of an ACL tear. Um, Mark Chapman didn't Mark play. Chapman. Eric Cooper, another receiver, is out. So three receivers uh, could possibly not play in this game on Saturday, which would be real tough for yeah. Uh, for CMU. Yeah, they are they are they are very thin right now. We'll know more more about that tomorrow uh, when we talk, go to practice. Talk to Coach Bonamega. We'll have an opportunity. Um, we'll kind of. I'm sure he's not going to give us exact details on the injuries, but hopefully he'll kind of give us a uh, a tip of his cards about who will be in and who might be out for that Western uh, game. Um, let's talk about that game. Let's let's go into that game. Western, of course, had a a pretty nice uh, nice win against Georgia Southern um, on Saturday. I think it was a 49-35 victory down there. Um, actually, no, that was at Waldo Stadium over in Kalamazoo, but they are four zero. CMU is three and one. It's still it's not the it's not the the, the battle of the undefeated like we hoped for. Um, no, we didn't hope for it, but you know uh, that a lot of the, the community was hoping for. And you know what's what is your initial thoughts on this game? Are we going to have another no handshake controversy, Greg Wycliffe? Because you were at that game two years ago. I was at that game. Yeah, um, I don't think we'll have that controversy again. <laughs> uh, the, the captains that did that for uh, CMU when they didn't shake Western's hands the last time we they uh, played at Mount Pleasant. Those captains, uh, they lost their positions as captains. The MAC was really upset. and yeah. uh, So um, I don't think that'll happen again. I think <laughs> that CMU players learned their lesson from that. Um, but we went into the game. I think that, uh, it's going to be a tough one for CMU. Yeah. Uh, Western's a really good team this year. They've got a lot of players coming back from last year. Uh, and I think that for CMU to win this game, they're going to have to play flawless uh, on offense and defense. So. Yeah, awesome. They just really need to play well, especially on the defense side of the ball. Western can move the ball, and they can score some points. They're averaging over 240 yards a game rushing, scoring over 40 points a game. They got a really a first-round quality wide receiver in Corey Davis catching balls out there. Right. They got a lot to deal with. They just got to play They got to play a flawless game. Yeah, you know, that, that defensive backfield is really going to be – Tested. Tested. I don't think, in a way, Oklahoma State, that might have been a test. We're not really too sure about the Cowboys at this point still yet. Um, have they been tested like they might see? And will they be tested again like they will They will against uh, Terrell and Corey Davis? That's well, I would say they were tested last week. Uh, Virginia oh, Exposed. They were, Virginia's quarterback uh, threw for 400, over 400 yards against CMU's defense. Uh, if they do that again, then Western will walk away with the victory cannon yet again for the third straight year. So, ah, that's three straight already. Um, yeah, I mean, Terrell is a great quarterback. Corey Davis is a great wide receiver. Something I'm interested in looking to see is how Josh Cox responds from what happened to him uh, a couple years back. You yeah. know, yeah, last year uh, Western was up forty nine thirty one. I was late in the game about a minute left and uh Corey Davis is split out wide you could probably you could tell that 
you know, it was fourth down that Western was going for it just so they could run out the clock, and Josh Cox was covering. Corey Davis, uh, they threw a slant pass to Corey and completed the pass on uh, on Josh. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, how Josh responds to that this year, knowing that you know that was a big play in the game and uh, he kind of got beat on that play. So it'll be interesting to see when those two line up against each other how how that turns out. Right now, Austin, uh, you got a little a couple stats written written down there. What can you tell me about that Western defense? Do you have anything? Okay, well, they are very, very good. They are second in scoring defense. They are third in, uh, oh, excuse me, they are second in total defense in the mat. Uh, you know, they're very good. Their rushing defense actually is fourth in the MAC, though, which is something that might be an area of exploitation if CMU's running game has showed us anything this year, and they haven't done yeah, that. Yeah, I would say that even though Western's defense is ranked fourth, I don't think that CMU's offense will be able to run the ball. Uh, they've struggled running the ball ever since they played Presbyterian, uh, which was uh, expected. Uh, right. Obviously, no disrespect to Presbyterian, but they weren't at the level of the Oklahoma State, the UNLV, and, uh, and Virginia. So, right, right. Um, is going to have to run the ball or at least keep the defense honest by trying to run the ball, whether they're successful with it or not, just to you know keep those guys off of Cooper when he's dropping back for passes. You know, believe it or not, Western Michigan is ranked eighth in the Mid American Conference in passing offense. Um, they've averaged 238 and a half yards per game in uh, through the air. That also might be an area for the Chippewa defense. They that secondary has been good. Besides the Virginia game, they otherwise have been pretty good. Um, they might be able to, to to do something there. Western's run game though is also pretty strong. You know they're they're, they're strong in a lot of different areas. It's, if when you go through through this team. You kind of say, okay, what are their strengths? And you say, okay, they're pretty good at defense. Oh, okay, they're they're top in the MAC in a couple categories. They're pretty good on offense. Got a good quarterback, good wide receiver, good running game. And they have really good special teams as well. Uh, they just had a special return. They had a returner. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he just earned a conference player of the week, special teams player of the week. Um, they're good at all phases. You know, they really are good at all phases. Um, PJ Fleck, guys, we were unable to talk to hit to him this week. Roll that boat, roll that boat, <laughs> roll that boat. He's a he's a character. He knows how to motivate people. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, High energy. And I'm sure there's a, a handful of people here in Mount Pleasant that are saying, "Well, there's a couple of job opportunities opened around the National Football League. I mean, college football league. You can go down to LSU. How long do you think PJ Stig, uh, Fleck has left in uh, Kalamazoo?" Uh, I think that if Western wins the MAC this year, he'll probably probably leave. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll he'll take his chance. But uh, I think that's what makes this this year particularly cool because you got PJ. He's turned that Western program around. And you got they're undefeated. Uh, they've beaten two uh, Power Five Big Ten schools, and then you got John Bonamigo. Even though they lost last week, they are three and one. They beat a ranked opponent this year. So both teams have proven that they can hang with some. With some high caliber talented talented teams, so right. I think that you know on Saturday it's going to be a clash of two two you know good teams in the MAC uh, first MAC game in the year. So I think I'm excited for this game. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be. Um, I think it has the opportunity to be one of the best football games that we watch of uh, during this this year. Um, the crowd I expect should be pretty 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 sizable. It's under the lights. It's under the lights. That's, Seven p.m. That's going to be real. <laughs> That's going to be a real interesting game, uh, and it's a rivalry. You never right. know what's going to happen in a rivalry game. Right. 
it doesn't matter if you're 0-4 or 4-0. When you play your rival, anything can happen. So. It has MAC West implications as well, obviously. Yes. And really MAC title, obviously, implications all as a whole. I mean, this is where CMU could really make its statement and say, okay, this is our season. The non-conference was is what it is, 3-1. and one. It didn't end the way we wanted our non-conference schedule to, to end, getting disappointingly blown out almost, routed down in Virginia, down Charlottesville. But we have a chance to set the tone for our MAC schedule, and this is really what we Central Michigan plays football for. They're not going to win national championships. They're not... They're not trying to stack their non-conference schedule, so their their resume looks good for uh, you know the college football rankings. They try to win MAC conference titles, MAC West titles, and it starts Saturday. You know. Yep. When was the last time CMU won a, uh, a MAC conference title? Any idea? Shared it last year, didn't we? Shared. You're you're. You know what? You are absolute MAC West division championship. But a, I believe a, their a last four-way tie. Their last MAC official MAC championship, I believe, was 2009. Yeah, I want to say don't that. quote me on that. I believe right. it was 2009. They're not winning if they don't pull at least one of these ones. This game or the one with uh, NIU and Toledo out. They need they need these Mac West wins and they need them in a hurry. Well, what's tough after this is, so they play at Western. They 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 uh, host Ball State on Saturday, October 8th. Then they have to go to DeKalb to play Northern Illinois. Then they have to go down to Toledo to play the Rockets. Those are two bad. Tough games back to back. Tough yeah. schedule. Even tough. though Northern Illinois, they're on for right now. They've, they've been struggling this year, but that's, that's a, a tough, tough place to win. So. It's still tough. Yeah, and um, then you got turn around and play Toledo. Toledo Central Toledo. hasn't beaten in a while. A so. tough place to win. <laughs> tough team. They're to going to need to get at least two of those, two of the three against Western Toledo and NIU to pull yeah. off a MAC championship to, to go to the MAC championship this year. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to see about these Ohio and these. This Miami team too down here later in, in the schedule, February uh, or excuse me November fourth for um, we travel to Oxford to play Miami, November fifteenth we have we host Ohio. Um, those two teams, and we kind of said this in preseason, could be sleepers in the MAC. I, I think that one of those two teams could pose an issue if Central is to win out. Those will be you got to watch out for the, for a Miami or an, or an Ohio. I, I do believe. Um, but a win for Bonamago's program right now against Western would be astronomical. The OK State win was a pretty good tone setter. Yep. But a keep, win, keep it moving. Keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Keep the boat rowing. <laughs> yeah. To use our our <laughs> opponent's uh, terminology. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add? I think that on Saturday you will see an inspired CMU team with a chip on their shoulder coming off of a loss, playing their rival. It's going to be a tough game for uh, CMU, but I think that they will be able to pull this one out. I'm going to go CMU 35-31. Awesome. I got this being a slugfest. I mean, points everywhere, turnovers. It's going to be it's going to be a rough one. I'm thinking 35-28 Western. I don't know. I really don't. Um, tough to call. This game could go so many different ways, but I I would have to go 35. 34, Western Michigan. (laughs) Heard it here first. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a fine edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm sports editor Andrew Serma. Joined, as always, to my right by assistant sports editor Gregory Wickcliffe and senior football beat writer Austin Deneen. We will be continuing to give you guys content, feed you guys content. 
on the football program and other CMU sports throughout the rest of the semester, especially this week. Follow us on Twitter at cm-lifesports, on our website at cm now at cm-life.com, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, you name it, we're on it. Uh, from Moon and Bolt, 